0: Hello and welcome to an all new episode of talking about walkers, the walking dead podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm joined by the one, the only Jen, how you doing, Jen,
1: I'm pretty good today. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Happy to be talking about this finale. Uh, This is episode 16 of season eight, the finale wrath. And uh yeah. Uh so much to yeah, talk about.
1: I, I think in one way or another, whether you whether you liked this season or whether you didn't like the season, you were happy to see it come to a conclusion.
0: Yes. That is yeah. definitely definitely true. Yes. So, um let's get right into it. Uh you know, this one we won't drag on for long. Um you know we talked a lot about what we thought was gonna happen and make our predictions and such and um nothing nothing surprising happened at the end of this episode. It was pretty straight down the line um well especially if you know what happens in the comic book uh it what happened wasn't a surprise um maybe some other things were but uh I guess we'll get into it let let's let's just start off from. Uh, let's start off with the flashbacks. Um, what did you think about those? Uh, you know, the, the Rick Carl three-year-old, uh, when he was three-year-old flashback in the beginning?
1: Well, I, I, I actually, I, in a in a, you know, in a, uh, empathetic, almo- well, almost in a mom way, mm-hmm. I did like that. I felt like it sort of brings Rick back to his roots right and i i i think that rick's roots are not rick the policeman i think rick's roots are rick the dad and that i think is maybe more important than and and sort of an odd mix between the walking dead and you know i don't know if anybody sees Fear are the walking dead but a very similar nice little cross where you have the, the basis of what you want to accomplish in the post-apocalypse has to do with the people that you love or loved. And it, it's not so much uh, what we see as the day-to-day survival is everything. It's It has to do with... And I think Carl, as a sort of bringing it all around, kind of brought it all together. It, it It's about honoring the people that you loved and care about. Remember how Carl... Uh, how What's-His-Name explains about how Carl died. Um, It was all about honoring someone who had already passed. And and to me, this kind of brought it all together. It's still a little bit loose in terms of how soupy the plot is, but at least I felt like they were trying. So I thought it was tender, and I did think it was nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, for those who, who especially who miss Carl, and was saddened by his death on the show. I think it does kind of, you know, one thing I hate about TV shows is when someone who's very important to one of the characters die. And then they seem to just get over it really fast, you know, and move on. Like, I like the fact that, you know, it's showing that, you know, he lost his son, you know, he lost possibly his only child, you know, a uh, biological child, I should say. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a big loss and he loved his son as you would think. Right. And, uh, I like that it kind of reminds you that he's still grieving and that, you know, that he still stays with him. So that that was really good and it was very well done. I thought,
1: I, I, I think also the point of, of having the sort of the, the nice flashback at the end where he says, you know, that Carl was taking him on a journey. See, God, that still makes me tear up. It's so funny. Um, is it it has to do with the fact that that all along this sort of you know Rick has been on he's changed so many times. I know I've said that before, but but it seems like when Rick changes, his journey <clears throat> seems to lead him sort of um in to different places depending upon the needs of the people. and here we see that who Rick maybe is now is more of a byproduct of who Carl made him. And to me, that feels like a better Rick. It feels like a better human for Rick to be.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, you could say that Rick at times was turning into Shane or possibly the governor or even Negan at times. And the road that he's going down that he was going down was going towards that, you know, and is that really who he is? I would think not, but you know, this world actually changes you, right? It, um, you know, it may bring something out of you that you didn't know was in you, you know, or it could bring out your true nature, you know, for some of these people, their true nature came out when the world went to hell, (laughs) you know, so, so, um, uh, you know, I like that. Uh, you know, I don't know about the future, and we'll talk more about the future as we go on. But um, I thought that was very interesting. Um, but uh-huh. but
1: I but I will say that you know Rick's choice to so this this isn't this isn't quite exactly how things happened in the comics. Although in some ways I'm glad that they allowed for things to happen this way. Um, if they were going to change it up, at least they kept some of the core elements feeling like maybe they belong and and that's one of the things that i think the flashback kind of does is it feels like it's trying to stitch together some of the core elements of of the characters maybe not the events but the characters Mm -hmm.
0: yeah pretty cool pretty cool stuff um now we talked a lot about eugene last week and it looked like he had made his decision uh, which Hmm. well he did make his decision and, um, you know, that possibly he was going to go against the group and, uh, he did make his decision, but it wasn't what we, what I had thought, you know, and, uh, what, you know, they, that was a good fake out.
1: It, it, it was a good fake. Not only was it a good fake out, but it, I mean, this is one of the few times when the walking dead has actually surprised me. Right. I mean, like I did not see that coming at all, not even a little, and and the idea... The other thing, uh, and boy, tell me if you think that this is sort of what you experienced too, or if you've got a hint of this. But the thing that actually makes me surprised is, would Eugene have done that had Rosita and, uh, and Daryl not captured him?
0: Was I don't that, think so.
1: Was he trying to plan that all along?
0: I don't think so. I think that moment changed him, and yeah. uh, and I think it shook out of him. You know, uh, the person that he needed he needs to be or needed to be.
1: Yeah, I do too. I just wanted to get your opinion to see if that was to see if it, because it's that's really that's a tough one, especially for somebody like Eugene who seems to be a chameleon and be in whatever situation he's in or. Adapt to whatever situation he's in. So that's a that's a big pivotal moment for a character like Eugene.
0: Yeah, I um, I like that. You know, I I you know I I criticize the show quite a bit. You know, and I got to give it to him that the the fake out was pretty cool. It was <laughs> even for uh, I've been called a hater. <laughs> even for a hater like myself, uh, I think that was pretty cool. I I, I thought that was uh that definitely faked me out because I thought, I thought, you know, okay, you know, we know where this is going he's gonna, you know, and then I thought he was probably gonna, something was gonna happen to him possibly or something like that. And I'm glad that they, they, uh, you know, they went the route that they did. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: You know what else was really nice about the, the Eugene story is that uh, she wasn't afraid to deck him at the end anyway for throwing up on him. I like that. I just thought that that was a good little thing.
0: Yeah. Because I,
1: I wouldn't forgive that either.
0: I wouldn't either, even though he did what he did. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're still going to get knocked out, though.
1: <laughs> you saved us all, but I owe you one for puking on me.
0: Yeah. And why <laughs> didn't, the question goes, why didn't they test any of the bullets?
1: Well, they did. And that was the scene that you see when Eugene gives Negan the the gun and he shoots at the Rick dummy. He says, you know, I tested everything out. Do you want to test this yourself? And he hands him a gun with clearly operational bullets in it.
0: Oh, well, you know what? I, I must have missed that scene. So my apologies to The Walking Dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why you got me here.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, so that's pretty cool. I didn't, I missed that because I was thinking like, when he had tested or whatever, <laughs> you know. No. And I and mm-hmm. and, I, and
1: I think I I think that because because that was the whole see to me that was sort of like the whole foreshadowing right. Mm-hmm. He wanted to shoot. Uh, he wanted to shoot Rick so bad that and and the 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 only way that he was going to get to shoot him was with the good bullets into the fake dummy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there was something sort of like a super darkly ironic about that.
0: Now, before we get into the the final battle, I want to talk about Daryl. Daryl yeah, is well, Daryl is uh, one of the, the the biggest fan favorites. I think he's I would say he's right below Rick as far as and some people would put him over Rick, you know? Yeah. This season we didn't get a lot of Daryl. I mean, I think he had a couple of moments, but for the most part, it, it was a uh, a minimal Daryl season. Uh, what do you think about that? And um, uh, what do you, I mean overall? What do you what do you think about? Uh, are, were you disappointed in that, or did you even think about it, or care?
1: You know, not to break the fourth wall too much, but I, I honestly I think that it had a lot to do with contractual obligations that were outside of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. and The Walking Dead wanting uh, Norman to be a part of the series so much that they gave him a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. So, that to me, that sort of speaks... Okay, so that's the break the fourth wall part. Okay. If we go back into The Walking Dead again, it's it, the. I did miss... I missed it because I feel like Daryl is oftentimes the... Uh, not just, like, Rick's right-hand man, but, like, mm-hmm. a- another part of Rick's conscience. And... Michonne has sort of picked up part of that slack, but it's not Daryl. Right. And Daryl just brings such a unique perspective to things. So I did sort of miss that. I missed it. Plus, I mean, I I just I I miss seeing Daryl on the screen. But I I noticed something recently. Mm -hmm. I missed seeing Daryl on the screen in relationship to other characters. I I don't necessarily wish to just have a Daryl episode. Mm -hmm. but i do miss how i miss all the interactions about how he plays off of or is played from other characters that i definitely because he seems to bring something different out in everybody or everybody brings something different out in him
0: Hmm. do you think we're gonna see less and less of him or i mean what, what is what's your thought
1: you know, um, I mean, not to, not to jump too far ahead, but at the end of The Walking Dead, it seemed to set the stage for, no, we're just getting started with Daryl. That, you know, the, this interim period is now done, and whatever happens next is going to include Daryl in big part.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, uh, if you do a Walking Dead show, you got to talk about Daryl, so. Oh, yeah. I think we well, talked about him last week, so I want to make sure I got it in. <laughs> you know
1: well, well like you said poor daryl was hardly hardly around well i guess he had a good he had a good chunk in you know the eugene thing so yeah okay we'll give him that at least he didn't get thrown up on can you imagine oh god the faces of the fangirls everywhere if he had been thrown up on no
0: yeah i don't think uh he would have survived throwing up on daryl <laughs> another relationship i want to talk about um before we get to the final battle is uh morgan and carol um
1: oh this one makes me sad
0: (laughs) yeah uh so uh talk a little bit about how you feel about their evolution because you know they were in you know they were a fight for for uh to the death at one point and now you know they they have a very good relationship or um well, not now. I mean, I guess he, he left the show, but, <laughs> but they, they did. Uh, what do you think about the Daryl? I'm sorry, the Morgan and Carol relationship and how it was presented in this episode?
1: You know, uh, of, of, if we just sort of take a step back and we look at the evolution of Morgan and Carol as sort of a, a unit, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting that each of them has had a hand in bringing each other back
0: Mm.
1: And how it seems to me like they are sort of uh repelling magnets that they're able to do a lot of good together, but only for a short period of time, and then emotionally they sort of uh they pivot around each other's orbit so it it helps me to think that Morgan had a great deal to do with bringing Carol back just into being a person again, into being a functional person again. And the thing that that I think sort of is the, the most special about that bond had a lot to do with Henry. That to me seemed just incredibly important. But there's something also about how Morgan and Carol can care for each other without even having a spoken word between them it's so it's so obvious based on just the looks that they give each other the body language and it never feels awkward or it never feels romantic even it just feels like honest camaraderie serious support like this is the person that i would trust with my life mm. and and that's so rare um without using a lot of dialogue to kind of get through because usually you have to do so much setup but for carol and morgan they seem to just naturally fill those roles so nicely that it was really sad that morgan uh that morgan left i i I get it i understand but it was still hard was really hard
0: Hmm. Uh, even though we're going to still see him on fear the walking dead will you will you miss him on the walking dead
1: I will, for that very reason, for the reason that Morgan does well. Okay, I guess I should say this two ways. Yes, I will miss his interactions with who I know he has good interactions with, including Jesus, which I I just (laughs) I love that. I love that relationship. It's just so awesome. Um, But, but I. But what I will not miss is if they get Morgan back on an actual kind of character arc that brings who Morgan is who I really like as a character I really like Morgan and if they can bring him back somehow to some semblance of being a a character that has really a lot to give then I think it then I think it was worth it then I think that that sacrifice was worth it
0: hmm. All right so uh all right so we 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 covered quite a bit um, I have one more thing I want to bring up and then we'll get to the final battle and uh go more in depth on the trickery. <laughs> um but uh Rosita. I'm surprised Rosita's still alive on the show to be honest with you. They've done a better job this season of giving her a little more to do cuz in the beginning she was just you know, she's a very attractive woman and it felt like they just had her there with her short shorts on. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it It wasn't, she really didn't have a real place on the show. And I hated when her and like Sasha, the whole thing over uh, Abraham. I'm like, Oh God, you know, like, you know, like it's the apocalypse and they're worried about Abraham, you know, <laughs> like really like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I didn't like that, but I have to say, her character has gotten a lot better. Um, well,
1: mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, for the very thing that a lot of people criticize The Walking Dead for, which mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I've got my own, you know, Christmas list of stuff that is sort of always haywire with The Walking Dead. But one of the things that we criticize the most about uh, about shows in particular is that characters never have time to build a backstory. Mm -hmm. That they never have time to have a lot of stuff happen to them so that they can become something maybe a little bit different than they are. And so so the, the, the nice thing about having a character like Rosita is that she is not superfluous to the story. She still fits into the story. But she has a lot of now backstory uh stuff like morgan where you know we know sort of some roots for her we can assign certain uh empathies for her because of what she's been through we can also see her strengths because of the things that she has endured and and we're we don't necessarily just feel like her actions are out of nowhere Uh, that takes a long time in a series and Mm -hmm. The Walking Dead has that time, but it also means that some characters will end up feeling more uh, useless. But that they, but that they'll. It feels like they go through far more than maybe they even should. But I really feel like this is important backstory stuff. I mean, I think I saw more of who Sasha was this season than I understood who Maggie was this season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's really strange because I, I know that I saw Maggie more than I saw Sasha.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I I don't care much for Maggie anymore. You know, like uh, I I don't know. It's like I don't I don't know. I, I, actually, I didn't I didn't like uh, um, R- Rosita. But now I'm starting to like Rosita, you know what I mean? I'm kind of, I've come around to her. Uh, So, I don't know, I'm caught in this weird thing. Uh, I wonder though where where they're going to go with her, you know? Is she going to become a a bigger character? Is she going to be fodder? You know, (laughs) like, what are they going to do, right? You know, with her character. It'd be interesting to to see what they do. But uh, I got to give it to them.
1: I have I have a good feeling that no matter what they do with her, Mm -hmm. that that she is a good character for strong loyalty. Mm. So depending upon whose side they put her on, she will be able to convey that strong loyalty and that will be an asset going forward.
0: Mm. All right okay so let's get to it the big also wait Uh wait.
1: one more thing about maggie is she ever gonna actually look like she's pregnant ever
0: i know right i forget that she's when they mentioned that she was pregnant i I forgot when last time i was like oh yeah that's right she is pregnant (laughs) i I totally forgot really
1: guys come on It, it can't be all men doing all of the character stuff right i mean you guys have to know that women do show eventually and, it, and it's not even that long into pregnancy. I mean, she couldn't have found out that she was pregnant when she was like one day pregnant, and so maybe mm. that's why she's not showing. I mean, come on, this is silly.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Okay, anyway. so the the big the big uh, yeah the big standoff. Uh that was pretty cool. The the guns misfiring and all of that. And uh, <laughs> um, I you know like because I was wondering like how are you gonna get out of this one right? And I was like oh that I, it, it took me a minute to realize what was going on, and then when I realized I was like oh shoot that's pretty cool <laughs> you know I thought that was pretty cool, um, so, uh huh.
1: So you know one of my favorite things also about The Walking Dead here is that <clears throat> they are really excellent at always reminding us the viewer that there is always something bigger than the danger that is at hand every single time it doesn't matter what the danger is there is always some other danger that is possibly bigger and they set it up just perfectly when before they even knew that anything was going on they saw the massive horde of walkers like they've never seen before. And to have that happen before anything was even thought of to be amiss was just that was a perfect walking dead moment. There is always something bigger and badder than whatever it is that you're about to face. Which in 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 the way that I think about it, it says, you you got this. You can handle this. There's something bigger and worse out there. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I thought that was pretty good. Um, So. But
1: but mm -hmm. I also liked, I also loved the the, the idea of Negan thinking that he, just Negan being Negan, I I, I am gonna miss Negan. Just Negan being Negan and, uh, and using the bullhorn basically just to, you know, kind of disorient the group and not give them any idea of where they were coming from. And, and the, it's, it wasn't exactly, wasn't exactly taunting, but it it was so, it was so mean, Negan, that it sort of, it, it it felt like a good way to begin the fight. That, that piece felt like a really good way to begin the fight.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) Um so we had a couple of showdowns between Rick and and Negan Uh, this one we had and clearly Rick wins uh, and he slits his throat but then decides to save his life now that you know we're not going to take the uh, comic book in um, we're not going to use that to the kind of SBR guide with this. Okay. Um, what do you think about that decision? Cause obviously he wanted to kill him. And I think really what I think happened was they wanted to give the audience both, you know, the cake and eat it too. Right. It was like, mm-hmm. you, it was like they wanted to give you that moment of him getting killed. And then also have, a, but him not dying, you know, like, you know, it's like, they want people to have the satisfaction of seeing Rick kill him, but then, you know, saying, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because, because I was like, oh, okay, they're going to kill him, you know, okay, you know, that's what I thought. I was like, all right. And then when he's like, save him, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> you know, like, you know, so I don't know. I don't know how to think about that. Like, uh, you know, well, like, uh. Uh huh. Go ahead.
1: The, there, there's a part of me that that thinks that it was way too quick. Like mm-hmm. it would have been nice to to sort of feel like Rick was struggling somehow with it. And I don't know. And maybe they were mm-hmm. trying to do that with the flashbacks. Right, right. Maybe that was. I, I just in this one case, I wish they had been a little bit more overt with it because it was a little bit difficult for me to kind of get that uh that that subliminal message that he was wrestling with whether or not. To kill Negan or not kill Negan, or and and maybe it was just maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it didn't need to be that way because maybe it really was just a spontaneous decision by Rick in that moment holding the glass. D- can I? I mean, maybe he didn't even know until the moment was upon him whether or not it was even possible for him not to kill Negan. I don't know. I I, I mean, there's. I I can sort of get it both ways in this particular situation. And and maybe his whole choice was to kill Negan up until the point when he realized there was somebody there that could save him. Uh, That, to me, seems almost even more plausible. Like, I'm going to kill him. And then turning around and looking at the glass and realizing maybe, you know, or hearing something from Carl's letter or something said okay go save him like you know maybe that's sort of how that was supposed to happen but but what i and you know and i missed uh i missed the talking dead this this week so i didn't get to hear what the rationale behind the actors was but i i sense in some ways that 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 the choice obviously the choice had everything to do with carl which is why when Negan said to Rick you know basically it's your fault that this kid's dead in the first place is to, to me is, is sort of the reason that Rick would keep Negan alive like I, I know that that was a horrible thing to say but in a way it was like well what, would, what are you left to do at that point except try to honor Carl's last wish and, and that's what I kind of feel like it was all about
0: hmm is it kind of selfish though because in a way like you know did she did he kind of owe it to maggie to finish it
1: well it it was selfish but if you you know if you ask any parent Mm -hmm. a question about you know whether they can make a selfish decision Based on what their children want or what their children are expressing, you know, dying need for, I don't think that you would get too much argument that it just becomes kind of a no brainer. You just do it because you do it out of that kind of unbelievably unrequited love that just exists. Even when that person is gone, it still exists and and that to me feels like yeah that's probably why i it like i said before at the very beginning it pulls rick from being i'm just rick the leader to no 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 carl was always taking me on this journey this is who i am i'm carl's father mm. this is this is the rick that i am that that's the role and the function that i've always supposed to have uh and and everything else along the way has been you know, for the greater good for many people, is for the greater bad for many people. But, it, but it was functionally not the same as I'm Rick's dad, which is where we are now with Negan.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, I, I love the end scene where you had Jesus, Maggie, and and Daryl, in a Godfather like <laughs> <laughs> plotting of uh, you know you taking come over. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's the one thing about this ending that makes me like, okay, well, maybe next year, you know, might be something because I did watch the Talking Dead and they were talking about, oh, next season's going to be way different. It's going to be more about peace, and I'm like, oh, but like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like I was like, I don't know about if I don't like that. I wanted, the, the, you know, like. We saw what it looks like when it's about farming and and uh you know, I think what was that, like two seasons ago where it starts out where uh the kid from Everyone Hates Chris uh you know, turns into a zombie and in the beginning they're like farming and all of that stuff. It was boring. You know, you gotta have I don't know, this heightened thing. So, uh I don't know. We'll we'll see. But um uh I did like the that gave me some hope that okay this might be interesting. Maybe maybe the new threat is from within, right? The the group turning on each other. What do you think?
1: Well, I do I mean obviously I think that the group is going to get splintered mm-hmm. um and what they were fighting sort of against is what they're going to end up becoming. Right. Which 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 is I mean always there's such satire to that. Not satire. There's such irony to that i mean there's there's such a there's such an edge to you can't really escape who you really are but once again i will say this again the the foreshadowing of the giant horde of walkers is was not unintentional that's what brings the group together i mean like at least in my my mind's eye that's what brings yes there's a rift yes there's a problem with negan yes maggie is extremely you know, kill bill style. I'm going to bide my time till I can get my revenge. But I don't think that that is sustainable. And as we've seen in the season, it is not, hate is not sustainable. It doesn't work. It it ends up in the end, not being the way that you accomplish things.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that. So are, are you looking forward to next season?
1: In a, in a way, um, I am. (laughs) Um, In another way, uh, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, uh, you know, The Walking Dead has come to. It's it's gotten to the point where I watch it because it's like rote memory muscle. I I watch it because I must. Right. Um. And and I do like you know kind of dissecting a lot of things about The Walking Dead. I still intrinsically love the story but it's harder and harder for me to watch as as some of the more and more ridiculous stuff happen so this i I think that this next season may end up being a little bit more uh close-knit and if it is then then it may have some good points you know, bringing in new people is always difficult because it always sort of segments how we watch what action can happen. But if we stay close-knit between Rick and uh, if we stay close-knit between Alexandria and Hilltop, then we may end up being a little bit better off. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. No, I agree. So
1: I, I think that, that could be that could be you know, a good reason to tune back in is to see if they kind of capture that magic formula again. I really hope that they do. Because I have to say I really miss watching The Walking Dead when, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't ask me to go out on a Sunday night. I would have to be here to watch The Walking Dead. There's no way. Mm. And, you know, now I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, yes, I need to actually watch it. But if I have to DVR it for a later time at night or whatever you know it's not going to be that big of a deal I'll just you know that I don't like feeling that way I like feeling like oh my god no my life depends on it I must see the walking dead
0: yeah well yeah if that ever happens uh, when we get back to that that'll be something uh, special so I don't know we'll have to see well uh, how can people get you in social media and and tell everybody about your website
1: People can get me on social media pretty much across platforms at following bliss. And my website is dot com. That's with two L's. And, uh, I do all kinds of reviews depends on what my mercurial mood of the moment is, but mm-hmm. I do all kinds of stuff there. All, all TV and movie related.
0: Mm. And you can get me at Kente F on Twitter. And you can go to our website, IndieRadio.org. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure if you guys uh, w- love the show, The Terror on AMC, you can check out our reviews of every episode uh, at 7 p.m. I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern right here on IndieRadio.org. Peace.